moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. This is Asa Nilsson, and I am your host. This morning, we have a guest from Melbourne, Australia, the farthest point I've ever interviewed anybody from, and I'm super excited to have Guggen here today with us. And this gem of a human being I have met on LinkedIn. And it's interesting (laughs) because I have said over and over again how I've never really liked LinkedIn. Meanwhile, I'm meeting all these really nice people on LinkedIn. So I think I need to stop saying that that little script there and saying that I'm meeting really cool people like yourself. So welcome to the podcast episode today. And I'm so happy to have you here. And give give me a brief summary just of who you are at this point in your life today. First of all, thank you, Asa. Thank you for having me. I'm deep in gratitude uh, for being here. Very excited. Good. Not sure how this is going to go, but let's see. We'll see. Um, I am, you've asked me a very good question. Um, Where am I in my life right now? I think the best way to answer that is that I'm trying to save one Guggen at Mm -hmm. a time. And I say that because you've read my story. That's how we connected through my mm. post um, roughly six weeks ago about me trying to commit suicide four times last year at this time. And uh, the best way to describe is I'm actually trying to save one govern at a time. If I can save one more person from going into depression, mm. into the dark place, anxiety, depression tablets, headaches, getting up at 3 a.m., crying myself to sleep. If I can save one more person from doing that, I think I'll be very happy. So that's where I am trying to upskill my knowledge every day, um, doing different programs, Mm. investing in my own knowledge Mm. um, to help people. Mm. It's just serving. It's just serving people powerfully, as powerfully as I can in that moment by being fully present and focusing on them, only on them. 
And I felt that um, people maybe don't know how the process works for uh, when you have a guest on a podcast, you typically have an interview first, kind of like a chat, just get to know each other. I mean, I already knew that I obviously wanted to meet with you. And we had a really beautiful discussion about all kinds of things. It was just a getting to know you first, right? Just to get to know each other, because you were the one that you know asked me if that would be possible. And I thought that was terrific. And your your story was so powerful to me because it was it wasn't you know LinkedIn is um, in so many ways it's a sales platform it's a place to meet people to do business no 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 yeah that's that's true but it's also a place to share stories and I love stories I'm very interested in other people's lives and how they have where they have come from. What have they chosen and opted to do for themselves to take care and tend to themselves? And then how do they then turn it around and make the world a better place with their story or with their actions or with whatever that they can do where they've kind of found their way? And that is that's interesting to me, not not the person that's doing the same thing that everybody else is doing and copying and wanting to just get all the business because that's not interesting. What is interesting is a man, specifically you, that showed up and wrote a post like that. And you know how many posts are going through LinkedIn? I just happened to see yours and I happened to read it because you captured my attention right away. And I was reading this and I was like, oh my goodness, he just shared something so powerful and so private so vulnerably. And I'm like, wow. And I wrote, I responded to it. And I, you know, I didn't, I just responded completely from my heart to you. And you said, and you said, it was really hard for me to hit the send button on that. And that, and that, (laughs) then I, then I knew it wasn't just a sales tactic because you said it was hard. And because, you know, people do things just to kind of hook people in. And I don't, I don't like it. I don't like any of that. And that's when I like, yeah, I like this guy. I like this guy. And so you have, you've had a dark night of the soul, my friend, you have gone through it. You are, we are going through it. We are still doing the work. And when we were having our conversation, we started talking about shadows and doing shadow work Mm -hmm. and looking at our dark side, which a lot of um, people that I know aren't real comfortable with doing that because they like the facade, the mask, the mess, like everything's perfect. My life is, I have everything. I'm so glad it couldn't be better. However, I keep doing kind of like this that nobody knows about. So where in your life um, have, if you can kind of walk me, walk us through your, your journey to how you got to where you are today by looking at your shadows. It's a very interesting question by looking at my shadows. Um, so going back to when I came to Australia, also, I came as an international student, started doing dishes in an Indian restaurant for five bucks an hour. <laughs> and before that, uh, my entire life in India, 22, 23 years, now, this is going directly to my childhood story because we're talking about shadows, right? So yeah. my shadow, my shadow's message to me was, I am not enough. Mm-hmm. 
because we never had enough because I was from a middle-class family. So we had enough to survive, but not enough to overspend on luxuries. Sure. And I have to see my cousins getting expensive toys, going to fancy restaurants. Mm. And it's not like we didn't go, but not a lot of the time. Right. So the message got in that we don't have enough. I went to school. We were talking about belonging in our earlier mm-hmm. conversation, belonging. I tried to belong to five different groups for five years in school, but I didn't fit in anywhere because there was an intelligent club. There was a musical <laughs> club. There was a, uh, a sports club, you know, groups, not right. club, groups. Right. Right. And right. I didn't fit in anywhere. So the message again I got was, I am not enough. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with, I'm not enough. So when I came to Australia, my shadow became the opposite and it directed me to my overcompensating self which Mm -hmm. became I'm now going to show the world how I am enough and that's the reason why most people become workaholics Mm -hmm. to hide something so I went from this guy who is doing dishes in an Indian restaurant for five bucks an hour to then earning upwards of three hundred thousand dollars in the last seven years of my corporate career as a senior executive seven years in a row And the reason for that is, which I did not understand at the time, but I do now, and that was my overcompensating self. So my core destructive belief was, Hmm. I'm not enough, therefore, I will become a workaholic to be enough and prove to myself that I'm capable of being enough. And prove to the world. Look at me. Absolutely. You didn't include me before, but now I'm included. Yes. And then, oh. <laughs> if I remember correctly, in June 2018, you know, there's a time in our lives when if you're not following a passion or if you're not enjoying what we do, it's usually it's referred to as midlife crisis. So it's around mm-hmm. 40, 45. And it happened to me around June 18 and July 2018, I turned 40. I felt a certain hollowness in my heart, but I didn't understand it at the time. And I started picking up fights with people. It's your fault. Pointing fingers. You are to blame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not me. You. No, 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 no. I did the same thing. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then three, in, in two and a half years, I changed three jobs. Hmm. I've had three roles in 18 years, Asa. Three roles. Very hmm. stable jobs. Ultra successful. Mega successful. I was the golden boy. Hmm. Every single job. And then all of a sudden, after this hollowness that I'm missing something here, I changed three roles very quickly. Last year, I thought I'm about to commit suicide because I was laid off. That was the reason I thought was the reason for me committing suicide. Whereas it wasn't that. It was a buildup of me not listening to my core need, to my core values. And I went into a dark place, very dark place for four months. And I had an insightful moment, which reminded me that Gagan, you need to become the personal development junkie again that you were at the age of 13. Hmm. You were at 13? Yeah. Oh, okay. Other kids were smashing windows, playing cricket yeah. on the streets of New Delhi, India. And I was inside reading Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, <laughs> Andrew Carnegie, <laughs> Dale Carnegie, Jim Ron. Mm-hmm. Right? right? I was doing that. But I'd forgotten that because when I came to Australia, I was so busy. Working, working, working. With earning money. Um, house duties like I've never touched a utensil in my entire life up until 23 but when I came to Australia you've got to do your own dishes sure. you've got to do your own clothes you've got to you take were a student yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
So everything changed for me and I forgot. And I just became this guy who's the overcompensating self. Work, 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 earn, 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 right, and so on. So, you know, I, I see myself in you because I've done the same thing as far as not the earning, 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 because that wasn't, that hasn't been my drive. Mine was more of belonging and wanting to, to learn, not necessarily earn, but learn and see new things and try new ways. But the stories of the the childhood of not being enough, of not being included, and then wanting to be a part of a group or maybe being bullied and just feeling outside, that outsideness. And how do we how do we do it all expenses, all expenses paid? We will do what we have to do to belong until we realize that we are just leaving ourselves behind. And so pointing the fingers at these other people, everything they're doing. I did the same exact thing um, with, uh, mine has been primarily with uh, relationships with uh, boyfriends, males, right. whatever. Not necessarily with bosses or anything like that, but or coworkers, but with uh, males. And uh, I was a big finger pointer, big finger pointer. Didn't want to look at myself, not at all. Because of course it wasn't yeah. anything that I was doing wrong. <laughs> Obviously it wasn't me until I had the same the 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 dark night of the, the dark year where I moved to Sweden and I went into silence. I had to go into silence because I didn't have anything to do. I had I couldn't work and I had nobody around me and I had to go within and start really looking at myself. And I had a reckoning. Me and God had a reckoning, whether you believe in God or not. That's what I had. And I had to come clean. I had to come clean with myself and my own actions. And that was a journey. That was definitely some serious shadow work happening right there because I had shoved that down so far that I couldn't even see my own doing in it. And mm. until I could, until I got little tiny, little tiny bits, a little bit here and there that just kind of revealed itself for me. So for your sake, now that you have, I mean, 18 months ago, Wait, is that what you said? When you when you started really pulling yourself out? It was what April was or May of last year. Last year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you started showing up differently. Now you're you're yeah. getting help. You're you're you have, I mean, obviously, this is considered to be in my in my mind a very leadership quality, a huge leadership quality. For me, a leader is somebody that I don't necessarily have to follow, right? Not like that, but like somebody who's with me and who like wants to discuss things and help help me, I help them. And you are, you're such an excellent listener and you're an ex, like excellent question asker. I've noticed that. And uh, you're so present. So that in your work today, which I don't really want to talk about work that much because this is more of who you are as a person. Do you feel now that you can help as many people as you want in the in the platform that you have now chosen because you are finding your peace and unable to be sharing that peace with the world now to share with the world really the true you, which is a beautiful, which have always been a beautiful, kind, gentle soul. It's just now you see it and now you're able to present it outwards. Where where do you see yourself now? with getting the help from all these other people and the difference that you want to make in the world? 
the help I'm getting or the yeah, help like, I So you're give. getting help and then you're also giving the help, right? Because that's mm -hmm. leaders, you're getting help all the time, right? You're getting mentored, you're getting coached, you're getting therapy, yeah. you're getting, I mean, all the things, right? All the support, we got a, we got a crew, your crew, you got your crew. And then coming out to the world, um, how do you foresee really your your life and your business and just like your life as a whole kind of like raising by doing this work of seeing yourself, the untruths that you want to change about yourself, the stories. You know, for example, show that box that you have right there next to your computer that I thought was so fascinating. <laughs> I will, I will. And uh, it's called the inactive box. And yeah. <laughs> tie it up with the shadow. What I do is my shadow, which is my ego, comes and say, you can't do this. <laughs> and this is how honest I'm prepared to be, Oasa. Mm. This is my third podcast. And before I was about to join the podcast, I thought, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Me I'm neither. No, it. <laughs> it's 6 p.m. It's 6.30 p.m. now. It's 6 yeah. p.m. I've had a full day of coaching. I'm tired. Yeah, tired. And I don't know how I'm going to sound like. I don't know if I'm going to be authentic. Am I going to be marketing myself? Am I going to get in clients? Am I going <laughs> to, are my legs going to shake like the first two podcasts? What's going to no. happen? Cancel yeah. it. Literally, I've just emptied that right now, but literally 35 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago, this is what I do. I write down whatever my shadow tells me. So my mm -hmm. shadow said to me, cancel podcast. And what I do, I write it down and I put it in, goes in and it goes there in the trash box. So that's the <laughs> inactive box because I do not want to activate yeah. that thought. And yeah. this is what the monks literally do. And the Buddhist monks are arguably the most peaceful human species on the planet because mm. they figured out you cannot fight with thoughts. As a human being, we will have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Mm -hmm. By very nature of the society we live in, 80 to 85%, maybe even 90, are going to be negative thoughts. Yep. So this repetitive is what they do. This repetitive, negative, and they've figured out, so they know the flaw is here. For an average human being who's trying to get evolved, the thoughts just keep revolving, mm -hmm. blocking their creativity. Yep. And they figured out they need to find a way for the thought to come and flow freely out. And this is so simple. And this is the stuff I'm learning. That's, this is all they do, literally. Also. Mm -hmm. And they close their eyes and the thought comes, thank you very much. I don't need you. <laughs> Next thought. Thank you very much. I don't need you. Next thought, negative. Thank you very much. I don't need you. And what I've done is I've found my, actually, this is not my original way. The credit goes to my coach. Mm -hmm. And she taught me this technique. It's my way of being a Buddhist monk for my own management of mm -hmm. my negative thoughts. Write yeah. it down, chuck it in the bin, move on. And the very act of symbolizing mm -hmm. it, and thank you for the word right. that you gave yeah. me before, the very act that I've just symbolized it, mm -hmm. in my mind, it's proof because I'm a very analytical person. Mm -hmm. my brain demands proof right right and what i've just done is i've proved that that thought is in the trash can visually right kinesthetically mm. see <laughs> feel touch done yep move on mm. see i think that's a very powerful thing because i learn i'm a very visual person so i learn very well that way to have the actual physicality of moving something like that like no this, I'm not going to give this the power that it needs. And how do you, I'm going to ask you, do you, are your legs shaking? 
shaking. Are your legs shaking on this podcast, your third podcast? You said that your uh, legs were actually, shaking on the first two. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, but see, that was my brain. That was, sorry, my ego, my shadow saying, that's your history. Mm -hmm. So don't don't go ahead. Right. Don't show up. Don't show don't yourself. Show yeah. Yeah. Don't be yourself. You know, yep. make up some stuff. Just say you've got COVID. Who's going to know? <laughs> So as a matter that of has fact, now become today, the excuse. yeah, as a matter of fact, today, my legs are not shaking very calm. Um, as I was telling you before, Oasa, that I've actively, so this is the inactive boss box, mm. I've actively chosen to create five or six people in my life that elevate mm. my energy. Yeah. And mainly in the last two to four weeks, I've had tremendous deep work done on myself, different levels of deep work. And what that done is made me very calm, very peaceful here, meaning that whatever happens externally, if I can manage myself internally, right. then this becomes easy. So I always share this example. If we, if I, I'll say my example, if I want to be a good, okay, let's take your example. If you want this podcast to be a, a good podcast, a podcast where people get value out of it. Mm -hmm. So this is what you want. But if your thinking is here, who will listen? Why will people listen? Who will log in? I'm a no one or I'm brand mm -hmm. new. Then by very definition, there is no alignment in where you want to be and where the thinking is. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Similarly, if you want success in life, whether it's money, time, um, relationships and these are the top three things every person wants but the reality is they don't want this what they want as a result of more money better time mm -hmm. and better relationship management is more joy peace and love mm -hmm. and in every single session when I peel the layers of the onion Mm -hmm. And in my own case, I wanted to be a CEO of a company or a million dollars. But I'm, but when I started to do my own deep work, none of none of those two things came out. What right. came out was my spirituality was number one. Yeah. My core need, making a difference to other people's lives is mm -hmm. my third core need. And that's the work I do. And second was abundance. Making a difference to other people's lives with an abundance mindset. And when I do that, with individuals one at a time, mm -hmm. I become whole and I mm -hmm. find my spirituality. The That core value work, understanding who you are. Yeah, who you are today as this person where, where maybe you were floating your childhood, your younger years, your 30s, now you're in your 40s. And how, when I finally did that kind of work, like understanding what drives me really, what, what am I doing? What what do I stand for? Who am I a stand for? What am I a stand for in this world? When I did that value work, like what you just said with your, you got your triangle. And it's, it isn't about the money because, okay, so say, yeah, I got a million dollars. I'm miserable. I don't like my life. I don't even like my clients or I don't like who I'm serving or, you know, whatever it is. It isn't about that. So for you to to do that kind of work and to identify that you're the top pinnacle there is your spirituality and then you've got your purpose and then you've got your abundance you know it all it all feeds it's like it could be a circle or it could be a vortex it could be i mean whatever it's uh 
I, I just, I see that you're doing really, really important work. The more you find yourself, the more you can help others find themselves. And that's the, where the storytelling comes in. That's where the gift, your gift comes in of helping to raise the world. And you're doing it. You're doing it. I know you're doing it. I feel you're doing it. I see you're doing it. And um, I, I think that this is this is only the beginning of all of it for you. I mean, as far as the difference that you're making in the world already, even since last year, right? I mean, like how fast this has, how it's shifted for you, but that's also how fast you have shifted when we open up our mind to these thoughts, get rid of the thoughts. Like they don't like bounce off of me. Like it cannot, it cannot permeate me. I am this. I'm so solid. I am who I am. And you're, you're doing this. And so your accountability coach, you're, you're helping people in the world. You're learning from the best of the best, and you're going to be sharing with the best of the best, which is everybody deserves to have that. And uh, I'm going to ask you one final question of your life right now, knowing what you know and the work that you have done, do you have one tip for anyone that could be feeling what you have felt? Because it's it's a very serious, serious topic and mental health is something I'm very uh, liking to talk about also. Do you have any tips for anybody that might be in a place or finding themselves in a place that can identify where you have been, that maybe like one thing they can do for themselves to just take one step towards their answer. There's a couple of things actually. Okay. Um, I will answer that with my own tip. Good, yes. And then I'd like to finish off by sharing a quote by the Dalai Lama, because okay. I think it's so powerful that it actually encapsulates almost everything um, that the humans are doing wrong and they need to learn from this one quote and if they can act on it we all will be living a different life but for me personally the one thing i didn't do last year was to express myself and as men we are horrible mm -hmm. at it mm -hmm. we are just horrible i agree we everything's fine how are you doing oh great I was about to commit suicide. My parents were in the next room, not mm. in the next suburb, right. not in the next uh, house, in the next room. My best friends for 19 years were in the next street and they mm. had no idea. Mm. So in that time, all you have is yourself right? because you just want to be locked in. Mm -hmm. I know that because I've been there. Mm. You just don't want to talk. You want to disappear you just want to disappear you want to close right. your eyes and you want this magic wand to say disappear Gagan. in that time what would have brought me back sooner was journaling and expressing gratitude for the mm. things you do have in your life right the very fact that you are transacting with the world by breathing means whatever you believe in whether it's god universe higher power up to you that higher power has still got you alive because 330,000 people do not wake up the following morning. You and I did, right? Mm -hmm. So someone wants us to have a go for one more day. Mm. It's very powerful. Mm. And when you start to express gratitude towards life, I literally am thanking this cup right now. Just, it's an object, right? 
but there's a word in Japanese called arigato. Mm -hmm. It's energy. And when you do everything with gratitude, everything changes, Swasa. Everything changes. The food, time, money, and food are the three things that drive us. If you taste food with a sense of gratitude, I can tell your viewers and you right now, the taste will change immensely. <laughs> That's my tip. And the quote I want to leave you with from the Dalai Lama is, the Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised him most about humanity, he answered, human, because he sacrifices his debt in order to make money. Sorry, I go back. Man, because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. <laughs> and then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he's never going to die and then dies anyway, having never really lived. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. Let that sink in. Yeah, it is. It is so true. And how journaling, being grateful, being thankful for this moment, every single thing that we get to have the honor of doing, like I have the honor of meeting you today. I have the honor Likewise. of, thank you, of this conversation, which is so important. I think this is, these conversations are going, are changing our world. It's never, it's never going to be like this anymore. We're only moving forward. And by having deep, soulful, important conversations about hurts, about vulnerabilities, about our fears, because we have to bring them to the light. As soon as we bring them to the light, they don't have any power over us anymore. And then we include Absolutely. others. Yeah. We include other people into our fold and say, listen, this is what I've gone through. This is what I have done. This is like a tip or an idea. What about you? What do you think? And that's such powerful work, such powerful work. And um, I am thankful for you today. I appreciate your time. Thank I you. know you could be having a nice dinner with your family and you could have said you had COVID. Thankfully, you do not have COVID. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, uh, I'm happy you showed up for yourself tonight to speak openly and honestly, because your story needs to be told to more and more people. And this is where it starts. This is where it starts getting more and more comfortable telling these stories because we need to hear them. And thank you for having me and for having a platform where people can be themselves and talk yeah. about it. Oh my god. And gosh. you are that medium that is mm. making it happen, Awasa. Yeah. 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 Together. All right. Thank Good you. And all of your thank information you. we will post in the show notes. People can contact you, get um find you and find out what you do in the world and see how they can maybe link up with you on LinkedIn since that is your preferred profile place. Yeah, your platform. And yeah. Thank yeah. You. So thank you so much for today. And uh, maybe we can have you back in a couple of months and see where you're at with changing the world then. Sure. It's an <laughs> honor. Sure. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, 
This would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.